Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ah, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. Turkey v. Czech Republic. A couple of powerhouses. (laughs) (laughs) I think I watched that game. I think the word legend's a bit out of the top, but I've been around a bit. There was one season there where I was good at rugby league and under 12s, everyone was telling me I was the next Wally Lewis and then under 13s, I called a quiz. So, that's <laughs> smart move. Oh, uh, helmet ball's good, but it's best done with basketballs. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam and Mitch with the marvellous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Mitch. I'm I, Andrew. This is episode 71, and we have indeed got an X-Factor player. It's a week off for Haz. We've got a super sub, if you will. His name is Andrew. Uh, You would have heard him on the podcast a couple of times before, but he usually goes by other names, which we'll explain, just to give all listeners some context. Uh, Andrew, some of your nicknames, run through them quickly for us. My last name, Goaty. Um, so it is actually Goaty. There's been some Goody. It's not Goody. Goad. It's not Goad. I mean, it looks like Goad, but it's not Goad. So no. <laughs> uh, Goaty, uh, Genghis. For obvious reasons for those who know, obviously. Yes. Uh, what those else? obvious reasons, just for those that don't know, uh, he has quite red hair. Very. So comes very. from the orientation of Ging. Yes. Uh, Lee actually expanded on that. It's uh, Genghis Khan after the uh, Genghis Khan, the uh, ruler from mm. a while ago. Mm. Yeah, lovely bloke I've heard. Really? Real, nah. good, real good fella. Yeah. <laughs> so any of those nicknames, I guess, if you're a new listener, obviously welcome. For starters, thank you very much for joining us. Andrew or Goaty or Gingus or any of those are the nicknames that we run with and that we refer to him as. Now, we should mention that it's a change of location here. If you're noticing any different reverberations around the room, we're in a different setting skin. We are, yeah, yeah. Not the normal studio at 23 Great, we've actually joined given out a yeah. address there. <laughs> sure, oh, yeah. sure, Nate's will love that. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Mum will be real happy. <laughs> the home address. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, but not the not, not the normal studio where uh, we've joined Goaty in his in his home at wherever the hell you live. I won't give out your address cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, we're just at the kitchen table. It's uh, yeah, it's nice. It looks it looks good on the on the camera angles. I think for anyone that ends up watching those. Mm. Also, one thing I forgot to mention, Gingus. You know how you have red hair. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one other thing that is quite red that you might like to try is actually a beetroot elixir from the Alchemy Cordials Australia Company, uh, which yep. is very good gear. Yep, I agree. What I'm a great good. idea. I wish you brought some over. Yes. 
Yeah, we failed there. I, I had a few alchemy. I had an alchemy beverage uh, with breakfast this morning, which was delicious, but yeah, failed to, to, to pack them on the road here. So Goaty's replaced, replaced her alchemy drinks with something a bit more alcoholic this evening, but that's all right. <laughs> that's right. Well, we would never get to have a beer with Haz, actually. So Goaty, you've definitely brought a new sort of thing i guess yeah. to the podcast here. And, and so your first s- contribution a new uh, i guess a new spin on it for uh, for a couple of weeks over the the festive period so uh, a few beers here from the boys at range uh mitch and uh, maddie and the boys and girls at range so i'm gonna um i'm probably gonna crack one or two open while we're uh, while we get the show on the road i reckon so okay. no problem we will definitely pick that up in the background no doubt at all there it is uh now guys one question for you because it is dominating a lot of sporting websites at the moment i'm interested to get your thoughts a man that we've had on the podcast i cannot remember what episode it was but joe burns in more trouble than the early settlers you'd have to think with uh in terms of his place in the first test team but the thing going in his favor is that every other opener has been ruled out uh are you still picking him no, I'd still pick him. Yeah. Um, I know they were thinking about opening with Wade, but if if they were going to look elsewhere, I'd actually open with Marnus and maybe slide everyone else up just for one test. But if it's for the sake of one test, I'd be giving him. I'd be giving him one more go for sure. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed. Like it. I'm agreeing with that. And so I think maybe if Bukowski and Warner both not injured, then it probably becomes harder. But I think that you got to just back him in, have a crack. Um, particularly because he's been on the podcast. I hope that is a factor in selection. I think the forgotten one is Uzi. I think yeah. everyone's talking about uh, Sauce yeah. and everyone else coming in, but I think Uzi's probably the one that might have got the raw end of the dealer again. If if there is going to be a replacement, I reckon he's, he's your person to look at, I reckon. I think that's fair. Now, uh, Skin, we've actually got a segment tonight that we haven't heard for a little while. I've got a jingle for it. You can hold Skin. No, you just have to wait. Yep, excellent. What a segment. Finally back. Thank you, Lethal. Um, and yeah, the reason that Skin Stats doesn't come up very often is because I struggle for inspiration. And this week we get to draw on the fact that I was involved in one of the biggest shambles of cricket yesterday. So <laughs> that was great. We, uh, <laughs> so was I, by the way. But my shamble, slightly different in that I rocked up at the game with coloured batting pads for a two-day game. Perfect. Where you wear white pads and no wicket keeping pads when I was wicket keeping for the first time in five weeks. So um, that was a real issue. I kept the entire first session with no wicket keeping pads on. That's yeah. what you got gloves for, Lethal. I, <laughs> yeah, I actually probably kept better, to be fair. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Skin, to take away from your yeah, no, story. But uh, yeah, no, my shambles was that we got bowled out for 52, maybe 51, somewhere around there. It was not a great, not a great batting display. Well, I, th- I think the fact that you're splitting hairs between 52 and 51 is probably how bad a day you had. Yeah, it was, yeah it was a tough one. Thank you. Um, How'd you get out? Uh, I got caught behind second ball of the day. We sat around watching it rain for a fair while, yeah. um, and then we finally decided that the field was playable, and the umpire said, yeah, we're so no one's warmed up. We've just been sitting there watching it rain. The umpire said, yeah, we're on in nine minutes. Mm. Um, so that was great. So I went out and nicked my second ball. Now it's better than nicking your first ball, is yeah, that so? Yeah, that's true. Left the first one, nearly got bowled. Didn't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> well, you might have been bowled out for 51. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, everyone sort of followed suit. We we had some yeah some rogue nick-offs. We had a, a run-out and that helped. Yeah, it was just a general collapse. So 51, that was great. I remember actually um, playing against the man at the table here, Andrew Goaty, when I was playing for South in the under-19s competition. We were bowled out for 42. Uh, yeah. I batted at three and was dismissed by A. Goaty. 
I don't um, think which was devastating. And I'm pretty sure I got dropped actually as well and still got a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got dropped by the keeper and then caught by the keeper within the space of three balls. Yeah. Uh, and we were ripped apart for 42. I think that's still yeah the lowest total I've ever been bowled out for. Yeah. Well, we played the game where we bowled out 10 gate for 21. 22, <laughs> I think it was, wasn't it? We did. We definitely did. Again, splitting hairs, but... Um, Do you want to tell the story or me to tell the story? <laughs> I think it's better if you tell the story. <laughs> well, it was when Valleys got redone and Wicket obviously, obviously wasn't great. So we obviously got sent in and we're all at 118. And I'll tell you what, I've never been in a change room more confident that 118 was going to get the job done. So <laughs> um, I'll leave us over here. Top score now innings with a monumental 19 and not one ball hit the middle of the bat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we were lucky to have former guests of the show, Luke Feldman and Matty Petrie up in the bowling. And Sandgate, unfortunately, failed to trouble the scorers too much. They were all out 22 with uh, Stephen Andres, Sundries, top scoring with nine. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Skinner's just yeah. got the scorecard up yeah, there. Yeah, I um, pulled it up. So, yeah, definitely 22. And, yeah, six people didn't trouble the scorers. There are six ducks in the scorecard. So, yeah. I'll tell you the more interesting. Just give the bowling figures for the two Valleys bowlers their skin. Uh, two Valleys bowlers, Petrie, career best figures of six for eight. Mm-hmm. And Feldman, four for 13. Okay, and guess who got the three votes in the Burge medal? <laughs> <laughs> well, Which probably cost Matt Petrie the Peter Burge medal. Not yeah. probably, he lost by a vote. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Feldman's never let me forget it. And L Drennan, yeah, three, three votes. Three votes. Which well Luke Feldman says it's only for the 19 runs I scored, but I did also take five catches. Yeah, okay. they're, really, they're really hard off Matt Petrie. Those really tough them. ones. Yeah, those tough ones that hit you in the belly button. They're real tricky. <laughs> That's right. And, um, we, yeah, we were talking about this scorecard a bit off camera before we started recording. Uh, but yeah, poor old MJ Castle got zero votes for the game, played for Sandgate despite taking seven for 30 to bowl you out for 119. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty, pretty stiff, though. Pretty stiff. But anyways, getting on with the rest of the segment. Uh, so looking at actual games of cricket... I've gone through and found some stats on the lowest scores ever. Test matches, I think the lowest ever was 26. New Zealand got bowled out for 26 against England in 1955, which is um, a pretty special effort, but perhaps not that exciting because I don't think many of our listeners were around in 1955. So the lowest that I found in recent times was Ireland um, versus England. 2019 got bowled out for 38. Yeah, I, do, I think I remember that because didn't England yeah. also get bowled out for low totals? I reckon Ireland led. Yeah, yeah, correct. So yeah. Ireland bowled England out for 85 or something, like really not that mm. impressive. And you thought that they were going to cruise to victory, but uh, no, not so much. The bookmakers might have had a field day over there, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, correct. I think our, um, our spectacle mate, Jack Leach, might have played that game. And I reckon he might have yeah. even got nearly 100 opening the batting for England. Really? Batting, yeah, yeah. crazy. MJ Leach, 92. 92, heck. Jeez, there you go. All right. So that's that. And then I didn't find anything too exciting. The like the lowest one-day international was 30-odd, which is not that impressive when we've already talked about 26. But in T20 internationals, uh, Turkey v. Czech Republic. Turkey. A couple of powerhouses. <laughs> I think I watched that game. <laughs> Turkey were bowled out for 21. So that was, that's right up there. Didn't the Melbourne Renegades, we're recording here on a Sunday night. The Melbourne Renegades played tonight. They stunk as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, last night I checked, they were, they were nine for 46 or something, weren't Six, they? So 60, all out, just having a quick... All out for play. 60. Okay, so that yeah, that could probably... That almost makes the segment as well. That's nearly um, featured too, yeah. Yeah, that's the end of it. So that's pretty much all I had in, in terms of professional cricket. I should mention, just from my... You've told us about a couple of experiences you've had. I've also, playing third grade for Redlands last year, we managed to bowl out Ipswich for 23 
just both both openers took Pfeiffer in their first spells. That was nice. Perfect. And then another game of I played a game of warehouse cricket a few years ago. I like bringing this story up anytime there's an excellent collapse because uh, we didn't actually get bowled out for a ridiculously low total. We were uh, we were three for two hundred and seven. Um, chasing like 240 odd I think I'd opened the batting managed to run myself out on 70 odd and that was the third wicket to fourth so three for 207 um, all out 207 so wacky do yeah. oh, that's seven for zero that's seven for Last zero time I checked. Yeah, for those bled at home so <laughs> So yeah, that was a good one. Use the willow, lads. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for it all, boys. Use at least part of it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. You happy there, Skittle? Yeah, that's all I had. Skin starts. What a segment. It's back for the first time in weeks. Very well done, Skin, on no. low totals edition. Thank you. Skinny. Now, guys, uh, pretty exciting today, actually. I, I spent some time on the phone uh, with a great hero of mine, you would say, and probably, Andrew, I think for you as well, particularly, and or for anyone, any rugby league fan, really. Um, and I got to chat to Wally Lewis, who obviously the king, you know, emperor of Lang Park. You might know him as. We love nicknames on the podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was uh, happy. I wouldn't say he was the easiest man to get a hold of because he is touring at the moment uh, around sort of regional Queensland and, and visiting plenty of locations. But he was kind enough to uh, donate some of his time. And I'm going to get you guys to have a listen to it now. Wally Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Wally, have we got you there? Yes, mate, certainly have, yeah, on a uh, very, very wet day oh. in, in Rocky. It's certainly, it's absolutely bucketing down storms here, but uh, all fun, all good. I must say, it's, uh, it's absolutely teeming down here in uh, in Brisbane as well, mate, but you're you're in Rockhampton at the moment. You're, you're, you're travelling to multiple places at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, heading uh, around. We've, uh, um, we've done a whole pile already um, and got a couple to go before, uh, before we finish up, so it's always good going out to the... The general rugby league public, of course, that's um, uh, so important for the success of the game, and it's been terrific to, uh, to speak to the people, especially from the bush, that don't get to, uh, to talk to a lot of the guys that have uh, uh, been there, done that before. So it's uh, it's always good to be able to, to please all parties. Outstanding, man. And then, are you also going to do uh, some pubs like closer, or sort of some places closer around Brisbane as well? Uh, yeah, going to be um, just trying to work out where we're going. There, there are a, a whole number. Uh, that I'm still going to be doing. Um, well, I haven't got the list. I'm sorry to be able no, to tell right. you exactly what it is, but as the thunder smashes down here in Rocky, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you can probably hear that in the background. But yeah, there's uh, there's a whole uh, a whole pile to go. So as soon as we you know we uh, we finish this, we're basically back to Brisbane, and and that's where there's going to be a whole pile of of serious uh, appearances coming up just before Christmas where I can, uh, of course, uh, meet a, a lot of the people and and, uh, and sign some and books. Uh, uh, it's uh, an opportunity, I think, to uh, to meet with the people that are real, really are the, you know, the, the backbone of, of rugby league and that's the, the supporters that we've had that uh, provide such uh, wonderful backing. 24-7. Absolutely. And you did. You mentioned your book, obviously, Wally. It is out in time for Christmas. Uh, it's called My Life, obviously, by Wally Lewis and with Steve Haddon. Uh, and people are able to get that at, obviously, any decent bookstore, you'd have to think. Um, but that's, uh, yeah. that's what you're that's, – people are out there and, and able to get you to sort of sign that for them. So I've got a copy in front of me here, Wally, actually. I haven't got to read it yet because I only got it this morning. I'm not that quick of a reader. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I will definitely get through it, mate. It looks unbelievable. 
Yeah, and the thing with this thing, it's got such spectacular um, photos in it. Uh, some of them have never been seen before, and it really is. Um, when Stephen and I sat down to have a look at the finished product, we were we were thrilled with it. Um, I mean, I was I was approached first with the idea of of, of doing a book, and I I can remember as I said before saying, um, you know, Steve, I've I've done so many of these before. I've done piles of books before. If we're going to do one, it's, it's, it's got to change. It's got to be about some of the most spectacular photographs that uh, that I've had. Um, and, you know, we uh, we try and work from there to to, uh, uh, to explain to the people where I was, uh, what we were up to. Um, a lot of them, of course, were from my childhood uh, days, uh, basically just born. Um, the first, uh, um, you know, photos that were taken. And, and then on to uh, some of the, the prouder moments of my life. Um, you know, getting to, uh, to represent Australia, um, a group of mates that uh, that I had that uh, that uh, always um, was sort of around as uh, as such great uh, great friends and support at work, and uh, and my kids as well. Um, you know what uh, what it was like when they were born, and um, <laughs> the most recent ones where I feel like a uh, an old man. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the Grandpa Club um, and having the uh, the fantastic thrill of. Uh, I've seen, I still remember um, the look on my son's face when he was holding up his son for the first time. Oh. Uh, I probably regard that as the proudest moment of my life. I had goosebumps all over me uh, seeing that um, uh, that he had that same sort of look, you know, when it was uh, um, you know, the, the greatest moment of his life, uh, being, uh, being a dad. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, if I could just get your thoughts on one more thing, it obviously wouldn't be an NRL off-season without some sort of rule changes across the off-season. I was just curious to know, there's two points for a field goal outside the 40-metre line uh, rule that's going to be in the 2021 season. Have you got any immediate thoughts on that? Do you like it? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, actually, because when I heard it first, uh, I jumped in, you know, like most people have done, and I was was, was a bit critical about it, but I I didn't wait for the... uh, the description to uh, to say that it was outside the uh, the 40 meter line. Um, there's not too many guys in rugby league that'll be kicking 42, 43 meter field goals. It'll probably offer them the opportunity, but of course, um, it has become such a, a part of of league now and the the kicking game that the guys that uh, that put up a kick on the last tackle, the one thing that they don't want to do is turn around and uh, give the opposition, you know, seven tackles basically to uh, to get down the other end of the football field and put the pressure on. So I guess it uh, it opens uh, an, an opportunity, a chance 
for those um, you know who are brave enough to uh, to do it. But uh, I can't imagine that there's going to be too many guys that will be able to, to, to do it. Should it be in or not? I guess it's just another positive. Let's remember 12 months ago, uh, Pete, the new boss, Peter Volandis, came in and, uh, and, and brought in some real changes. Everybody was really critical. A couple of uh, months later, everyone was saying, geez, these aren't so bad, are they? It's, yeah. uh, it's good. Let's, um, before we get too carried away, let's wait until we see what it's going to be like in the field, whether it's going to be extremely positive and whether it works for rugby league. But we've, uh, we've seen so many successful changes to the game, I can't see why we shouldn't uh, uh, open up another opportunity to uh, to further the game more. No, that's a very good point, Wally. Very, very good point. And I uh, appreciate your time so much, mate. Obviously, no, you've got plenty to do. A hugely busy schedule. Uh, and we would certainly wish you the best for the rest of that and hope that you can stay out of the rain there. <laughs> certainly will, mate. I've got to say a very big thank you and apologise. I know I've been very difficult to work with to get the time in and lock it in uh, exactly from when we could do this interview. But, yeah, it's been a thrill. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. I look forward to the next one. No, you've been magnificent, mate. The name of the book is My Life, Wally Lewis. It's available now. Go and get yourself a copy for Christmas or your family members as well. Thanks so much for your time, Wally. My pleasure. Thanks, mate. There you go, boys. That was the chat with Wally. Wally, absolute Ring-a-ding-ding. Welcome to the King. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On your first episode, you yeah, absolutely. The king on. He's um, he was a childhood hero of, I guess, mine. Like, I know he's sort of a bit young for me, but like, you know, the old man used to have State of Origin videos, and that's what we used to watch when I was kids. It was mum and dad were actually there the day nineteen eighty eight where Wally got five in the bin, and um, certainly dad was one of the ones who threw the. Tins of beer at referee mixed down. <laughs> Hit him in the back of the scone. Him and about 5,000 5, others at Suncorp or Blank Park. So, uh, mate, that's what a chat. Fantastic. That's probably where you got your great arm from, Gingus. Obviously, my the dad. Old man practicing yeah. from if you can. If, if you've seen him throw, that's factually incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Wipe the custard I off. I remember, all of uh, you won't surprise you to know, Ging, that uh, Skinnold, we've always talked in the podcast about how Skin was a quite a talented athlete until he was 13. Mm. Um, he was likened to Wally Lewis at a young age in his rugby league career. Why Just haven't a you big, told me this, Skin? A big ball <laughs> running 5'8. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why haven't I told you? Oh, it doesn't come up in conversation too often, but oh, yeah, often. there was. There was one season there where I was good at rugby league and under 12s, everyone was telling me I was the next Wally Lewis and then under 13s, I called it quits. So. <laughs> That's smart well, move. Premature <laughs> retirements, I've heard so much about. Look at you now. <laughs> Award-winning podcast. That's right. Now, Ging, this is your first episode with us, really. That's in, in person, definitely. We've had you on the phone a couple of times. But with that, obviously, we spoke to you about making sure you had a contribution for us. Mm-hmm. You have got one. I guess sort of thought up, uh, well, not really thought up a segment, but um, a little... Uh, Alliteration. So we've got a, a new segment for the show. It's uh, Gody's guest. So I'm uh, bringing my first guest to the show. I've got a jingle for you too. Oh, great! This will be good to listen to. <laughs> be God's guest. Be God's guest. Pick up the phone. He'll do the rest. Push those buttons on the deck, Lee, and I'll just do my best. Oh, how good was that? That sounded really good. Excellent. Uh, we are speaking to a, uh, a legend of um, Premier Cricket around Brisbane, or I guess sort of cricket in Queensland in general, um, currently Valley's coach, but um, I'm sure he'll tell you that his story in Premier Cricket, is, like I said, he's an absolute legend of, um, of Brisbane grade cricket and, and Queensland cricket in general. So, um, Brad Murphy, have we got you on the phone? Hello, <laughs> hello, exactly, Brad. Hello. Exactly what we thought. <laughs> yeah, how are you, boys? What did you want, What did you want me to say? How would you like me to greet you at this hour of the evening? Oh, yeah, that's true. You probably thought we'd telemarketers potentially. <laughs> Wrong accent. <laughs> 
Oh, well, Brad, you are, you are the uh, – and Brad also is referred to as Spud Murphy, we should say. Uh, there's probably a story behind that, but I think it's quite boring, isn't it, Spud? You've told me it before, so we might leave that one out. Uh, uh, it's very boring. It's very boring, mate. Everybody with the last name of Murphy's call that okay. because it's uh, in Ireland a, a Murphy is a potato. So it's very it's like it's like someone with the name of Taylor being called Squizzy or someone with red hair being called Bluey. There's nothing original in it. Yeah, we okay. should be calling yeah. Andrew Bluey by the sounds. That could be a new nickname. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, you're actually the first, uh, you're the first guest on Goaty's Guests, Spud, so we're going to hand over to Goad from now on. Spudley. Oh, yeah. magnificent. Hello, Andrew. Bradley, so we're just going to just go through a couple of things. Um, you, your coaching and playing career in Brisbane, I've given you a bit of intro, a bit of a, uh, a grey cricket legend around the traps. So just can you give us a little bit of insight, you know, where have you been, who have you played with, who have you coached? I think the word legend's a bit out of the top, but uh, I've been around a bit. I started off at South as a young fellow where the great Rod Rice was the captain and the keeper and had a move. So I went to Sandgate, played quite a few years there. Uh, I went to the country, played five or six years there and was played in the countryside for a fair while. Then I came back, coach uni. Um, I was player coach at West. I was nine years captain coach at Redlands. Wow. Then I uh, couldn't walk anymore, so I just become coach of Stouts. <laughs> uh, then I was Sunny Coast nine years. I've been in the Mighty Valleys for the last five years, so I've done it pretty quick. So I've been all over the shop. Beautiful. How many did you get up to there, Goody? You were trying to count. Yeah, by my count, that's about 10. Have I got that right, Spud? Is that close no, enough? No, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I, think it's 20, I think this is my 26-year coaching. Fantastic. They're great club. Oh, it's, a lot of that was as a player coach. I played until I was 87. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess there's, there's one major sort of, I guess, organisation you left out. You, um, you've actually been coached or you've coached in the IPL before. Can you give us a little bit? You know, details about that. Yeah, yeah. IPL 2, that was the majority of the Bulls coaching staff then when John Buchanan was the head coach um, and he took pretty much the whole Bulls coaching staff across for IPL 2. Uh, there was Matthew Mott, there was Wade Seckham, there was Andy Bickle, uh, this fellow called Johnny Deeble, who's the Aussie baseball coach. There was a cast of thousands as there generally is nowadays in those sort of so the things, IPL 2, it was fantastic. We went over to, uh, and we were based in Calcutta. I was with the Knight Riders, and uh, we actually, it was supposed to be in India that year. There's a lot of political upheaval, so the whole thing got moved, holus bolus, to South Africa, and it was played in South Africa. But, yeah, it was fantastic. Unfortunately, we came last, and a whole lot of us bit the dust. We all got the sack, so that was it. That was, uh, that was uh, never to be returned. That was goodbye us. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty harsh. They're pretty, they're pretty harsh. Yeah, they, a lot of us went. I think Big No Big. I think might have went to. Oh God, Chen- Chennai. I think Big went to Chennai. I think Big was the bowling coach of Chennai, but I'm pretty sure that none of the rest of us returned. Oh, that was that was it. I reckon. We so that's what, so. It was one year. One year only. Spud. Yeah, we had three year contracts, but in India that doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> come last and that was it. So did you sort of know, like, were you aware of that already? Did you know the writing was on the wall when you started losing oh, games? I figured, when, I figured when we kept losing, it was a fair chance. <laughs> it was unbelievable in all seriousness. We, our team was ridiculously good, but it's one of those things where you could play the IPL straight away again and it, you could, from one to eight, can be, could be completely different. We had McCullum, Gale, 
Cardick, Brad Hodge, Moses Henrique, so only, only young. It was ridiculous. But again, they were all ridiculously talented and yeah, we were just we lost. We lost a fair bit and I think we come second last. They won it, they won it the next year, I'm pretty sure. The whole news must have been the new staff. <laughs> there we go. Might, might have been all on laptops. <laughs> well, they would have all done their 2K time trials to oh, start with to make sure they had that and come through the pathways. So yeah. that would have probably been it. There's a bit. Of, there's a few of those things that sort of annoy you, obviously, quite a bit. Sparta, you've been coaching for 26 years. Would it be the 2K time trials, the bowler rotation uh, policy? Which, which one annoys you the most out of all the new age coaching terminology, do you think? Oh, look, I, in all honesty, I just reckon we get a bit carried away with all sports with – a lot of new rules. I think, yeah, you've got to be fit in all seriousness. You should be fit if, you, if you're fair dinkum. But I don't think everyone's going to run 2Ks. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of players. You, you look at blokes like Cosgrove, um, from WA, uh, Pommes Batch that come over a few years ago. I mean, they're not running 2Ks. But Craig you know, Simmons springs to mind. Remember him as well? Uh, lots of them. It's just a real pity, I think. I, I think we miss. I've got no issue, in all honesty, with... With blokes coming through, potentially good players coming through, we monitor them. But, you know, you've got to perform over a long period of time. And if you've got a different body shape and you can't do the 2Ks, if you hit the ball pretty well and put the runs on the board and take the wickets, so I think that means more. You know, we do we do have a laugh and we bag it a little bit. But, no, seriously, we, we've, got to, we've got to reward, I think, long-term performances and, and just get Get some more people. Get some more people involved that don't don't just come through the through the through the junior ranks. I, I agree with you, Spud. And I haven't said anything yet. But hey, how are you going? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I just want to say I, I love keeping up with your your sort of ideas about about things like that on social media that you share. But one thing that I haven't I haven't read on your Facebook page yet any comments about the new BBL rules. I was wondering if you had anything for us there, mate. Ah, oh, look, I think they they tried that replacement rule a while ago, and no one seemed to like it. So. You know, I guess it's not going to cause too much harm. It's it's probably not the worst. But you, you've yeah, actually you've got a few rules that you reckon would be better though, Spud. I know to do with sort of uh, releasing farm animals. And- oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> farm animals on the field. If a catch gets dropped, you release a, a goat or a chicken to roam the outfield. Every time a catch gets dropped, out they go. How good would that be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be more entertaining than the game tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> And what's your other one, Spud? The the one when you want to see a batsman try and trap the ball in the pitch, like like oh the splat, the downward splat. Well, I think no game should ever be dead. To take that game into account tonight, when they needed one hundred and fifty off about what about seven overs with you know, the blokes blokes that were in couldn't bat an eyelid. So you'd be better off getting having a special rule if you could actually trap the ball with your bat, or if you could even. Stand up and turn the bat in your hand, and and, and rifle the rifle. We'll call it the rifle. It's on the tip of the handle, back to the bowler. It could be worth seventeen. So, if you could, if you could trap the ball, you know, overhead, similar to an overhead smash in tennis, but you've got to actually drive it into the wicket and trap it. That could be worth. 21, so, and the game is never dead. Cop that bowl. The game is never dead. And in actual fact, I'd like to see a rule employed where the, the batsman, let's see some action, the batsman hits the ball straight up or out to deep cover and he can actually impede the catcher. <laughs> like ta- tackle, tackle the catcher. That's what I'm asking. How good would that be? Or the rhinoceros where the batsman bows his head on a half tracker and wears it right on the top of the helmet. 
13. 13, okay. 13 for that. Well, I remember one of the greatest coaching games that I've ever taken from you, Spud, is the one where you roof a tennis ball up as high as you can and the kids just have to get under it wearing helmets and let it hit them in the head. Helmet ball. Helmet ball. Oh, helmet ball's good, but it's best done with basketballs. Then you can really <laughs> test the strength of their, their necks and their <laughs> trapezius muscles. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about the 2K time trial. <laughs> Now, you appear amused by that rule. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, Spudley, it's been an absolute treat to talk to you on the uh, on my first episode of the pod, so uh, thanks for answering, and uh, go back to watching the cricket, eh? <laughs> well, it's over. Oh, it's over. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, thanks mate. Good See ya. See you, mate. Right, eh? All right. All right. And uh, that was Spud, uh, real character, you could say. Yeah. First instalment of Goaty's Guest. I quite enjoyed that, actually. Had that a was go. a very good right. target. Yeah. Well, hopefully over the next few weeks we'll have a few um, to rival Spud. There's a few blokes around the traps. We've uh, yeah. hopefully looked to get on in the few, next few weeks. But like it. Like so it here we lot. go. Um, Skin, by the way, you know what I actually tried uh, the other night for the first time that you've always banged on about, but I've never been brave enough to try? Yeah. The Golden Turmeric Elixir. Oh yeah, Alchemy. Alchemy, of Alchemy, course. Yeah. Alchemy yeah. cordial, obviously, it goes without saying. Yep, um, it's actually outstanding. Is there a slight pepper taste to it? I oh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head to be honest what the ingredients are, but it wouldn't surprise me. Apparently, there's some there's some great health benefits to combining turmeric and pepper in the same sort of uh, meal. So yeah, that wouldn't shock me a great deal. So and, you're, uh, but you're a fan of the turmeric, aren't you? I am. Yeah, it's either either the turmeric latte if I want sort of a, a hot milky coffee beverage or that mango smoothie. I've yeah, I've been through many bottles of both of those. Uh, what's the next segment, Skin? The the next segment is something else we're trying to do. We we've obviously noticed that BBL ten has started recently. It's um T twenty competition for anyone that doesn't know that it's a, a cricket competition. And for some reason, a lot of people end up going to these that don't really know a great deal about cricket. I've, I last night like every time I've been to a BBL game, it sort of feels like more of a party than a cricket game. Like there's music and stuff. They're obviously trying to appeal to a lot of people that don't care that much about the cricket side of things um, and doing it pretty well. So. We thought we'd sort of make a, a little act of public service and try and create a cheat sheet for for people that are that are in that boat, um, help them impress their cricket loving mates at a barbecue or game this summer by sort of helping them out with the information about cricket that they may not understand. And I thought it would be fitting to get our sister on to chat about this because I uh, caught up with her recently and had a pretty mind blowing conversation. She's been to almost every one of our games of cricket ever growing up for you know the first 18 years of her life and was still peppering me with questions about like what is an over and what is a maiden <laughs> so this you're hoping is just going to give us some yeah some inspiration what we what should, should be putting be on, on the this, cheat sheet this cheat sheet hello we're on the podcast we've got lethal here obviously and Gody, who's not normally okay. on the podcast but he's here too hi ben x-factor player hey how are you good you, you know what that is ben what an x-factor player no. <laughs> it's not a reality TV show. <laughs> what? Uh, no, it That's anyway. not a real thing. <laughs> uh, ben, so I've just given some context about yeah. why you're on the phone, but we should probably give it to you as okay. well because I don't know if you are aware, but we're creating a cheat sheet for people that don't know much about cricket but are trying to go to a BBL game or, or that sort of thing to impress their cricket-loving friends. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with you the other day, actually. We were walking home from wherever the uh, hell we'd terrific. been and you were peppering yep. me with questions about how... 
the real basics of cricket <laughs> after you've been watching us play for 18 years. So I was hoping that you could give us what it was, some, some of the things that you really struggle with as, as someone who doesn't care that much about cricket that has been forced to watch it over the years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some of the things I really struggle with. Oh, well, the first thing that we talked about was the, okay, Lee has gotten many of these. I hear about these for many, many years, apparently. LBW, never got that. Oh, yeah. Don't understand what that means. That was our first kick off the conversation thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Lethal does have yeah, a real yeah. problem with that. What have you was... thought I've been saying yeah. for the last 20 years every time I come home, so I got out LBW again? <laughs> and usually say you're yeah, not out. Yeah. I'm obviously never out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I just don't pay much attention to the actual explanation of what it is, and so I just hear LBW and I'm like, oh, well, that's obviously a bad thing. So, <laughs> yes, I don't know that. Uh, yeah, okay. That's going to take up half the chat. Are we explaining it to you more? Yeah, am I just rapid firing? No, nah, we're not explaining it to you yet. We will provide yeah. you with the first oh. copy of this cheat sheet. Yeah, you'll to be the first to get it. Man. So basically, Bans, That's we right. want you to be able to. Yeah, well, we want you to be able to go to your next gathering where people are talking about cricket and actually look down at your cheat sheet and be like, oh, I can contribute to this conversation. That's oh, what we're aiming wonderful. for. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. okay. Here so we go. LBW, I don't know. What else is there? Yeah. The Mitch and I talked about the different types of balls in the game, not like the cricket ball. I know that one. Um, the dot ball, I think we talked about. Okay. Someone yep. is giggling. The dot ball and the no Tricky ball. Tricky one, that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's this cricket ball they use? <laughs> Yik is this? Well, yeah, okay, we've got that. <laughs> Mostly. When they're not tennis balls. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what they mean. Okay. Um, we talked about the maidens. I don't, Mitch explained it, but I forget it already. Yeah. The maiden. Yep, yep. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And how to read the scoreboard properly because I look at the board and there's just lots of numbers and sometimes there's not even names and that really frustrates me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about that's like, a, that's a few of them. Yeah, okay. What about like no balls and YD all over them or do you need No, we're just talking about well? cricket skittles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wide skin. Is, well, what is happening? No, the, there's a lot again. of inside jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely not okay. Uh, the wide, I assume, is literally just someone who's put something far too, I don't know, wide for a oh. person to hit it. Yep, you've done well there. That Holy Moses, you need this cheat sheet back. I have lasted 18 years. I do not need it that badly. Okay. <laughs> um, all the fielding positions, that makes no sense to me. There's okay, lots of that is tricky. Yeah, yeah, and I have absolutely no idea where you all stand. Yeah, I just know that there's a wicketkeeper, a bowler, and then a whole bunch of other people that run around on the field. Well, neither do Valley's first grade, so if you could, <laughs> if you could help them out as well, that'd be good. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll make them copies. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not as bad as one of my mates who came to a game once and asked me why both of the people on the pitch were holding bats. Oh, Except yeah, that yeah. they said why they're both holding sticks. Was, <laughs> was, it, was, this the same, was this the same friend that asked if the big white screens at the end of what they show movies on? <laughs> yes, same friend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a yep. true story. <laughs> yep. There are people that don't go to cricket every weekend of their lives. It's fascinating. What weirdos. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, right. What, could, what could they possibly be doing? Social lives. Amazing. Oh, sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. There will be more. I'm sure I will think of more, but that's a good starting yeah, point. Yeah, no, you send them a starting point. Thank you, Ben. That's quality. <laughs> send them through if you think you of any, Ben. Uh, and we'll get that cheat sheet to you. We'll start working on that from this week. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. Thank Long you very much, Brody.
All right. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. There you go, Skin. That gives us plenty to work on. (laughs) No shocks there. That gives us a good starting point. Excellent. Now, that is definitely all we have time for, guys, on episode 71 of the podcast. It's been Andrew Goaty's debut in-person appearance, which is fantastic. Went better than my... uh the state of boo, that's for sure. Yeah, but it's not your fault that Chris Green had a massive dudes around <laughs> to be fair. Bastard. Oh, the elephant in the room. Yeah, that's right. Again. Yeah, we might get you to tell that story again at some stage. No, that'll be good. It'll be the fourth time on the podcast. We're <laughs> running low on content. <laughs> All right. Once again, massive thank you uh, to everyone for listening. If you do have stories that you want to contribute or you've got some ideas for our cricket cheat sheet, we would love to hear from you. And where can people get in touch with the skin? Uh, the website mainly we got thechocolates.com.au you can jump on there and uh, there's a little sheet to get in contact with us send us an email you can find links to all our social media Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter etc. so yeah, that's sort of the place to go perfect now we've also uh, we gave quite a bit of chat about Alchemy Cordials but we never actually told you that if you go to their store online and use the discount code WGTC10 you'll get 10% off there as well uh, if you want to get around any of the smoothies or cordials or coffee syrups that we've mentioned tonight some good um, some good packs on there I'm just seeing on the website now it looks good Chris present magnificent now guys you also we you had some of your mates help us out uh thanks to the range uh, boys and girls there again we've had a, a couple of while we've been uh, recording tonight so hopefully for next week we might have a few more well done absolutely thank you very much uh and guys the other thing that we the last thing that we would ask is that wherever you are listening if it's apple spotify or whatever podcast platform you prefer if you could obviously subscribe uh leave a rating and review that would help us a massive amount as we try and climb the charts there and get into more people's ears uh but thank you so much for being with us and we will be back with you this time again next week good luck in the future Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 